0: Hi, and welcome to the 4th U Dimension Podcast. My name is Amber Kelly, and I am the Director of Religious Education here at the 4th Universalist Society in the city of New York. Every month we make a podcast about a different idea, a different theme, and for this month we are reflecting on, we've been offering a pop culture series through the last year, and we wanted to take a chance to reflect on why we do this work engaging pop culture and why that is important work. And I'm really excited for an amazing special guest today, Rabbi Micah Ellenson, also known as the pop culture rabbi on TikTok, uh, who will be joining us to talk about pop culture. Micah, it's so great to get to sit down with you today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Amber. I'm so glad to be here to get to talk to you and your community, thank you.
0: Would you like to introduce yourself for uh, our community? since it's your first time being here?
1: Sure, no, I would love to. Uh, My name is Rabbi Micah Ellenson. I'm a rabbi in Connecticut right now. I really love pop culture, uh, comics, Marvel, Star Wars, uh, and religion and spirituality. And so I try to bring those things uh, together. And again, I'm just honored to be here. So thank you so much for asking me, Amber.
0: We are excited to have you. We actually, you know, to to add a little humor to the story of how you ended up here, uh, we we actually got to start following each other on TikTok because we both commented on another page where we were talking about how we wish we had more followers and how we wish we had this certain feature on TikTok. And we said, "Well, I will help you get to a higher follower account by by following you." And then we've just enjoyed each other's content. Uh, we really been.
1: have. And uh, Ember, you, you, uh, you really stood by me there in the beginning. And so, uh, you know, I'm slowly climbing the ranks. I think I'm at like 250 now. So uh, uh, at
0: this point, at this rate, you're going to catch up to me. I feel like I'm <laughs> in a bit of a slump in comparison.
1: You, you know, is it, isn't that just the way though on TikTok? It, it goes it in is. waves.
0: It is. It, and it does. That is for sure. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> we, we, uh, as we got to know each other on TikTok, I was thinking about that we have our, our Contemplating Pop Culture series. And I knew that we had one coming up that our plan was to talk about Spider-Man. And I said, I was, I was like, okay, who who do I invite as a guest? And I'm scrolling on my TikTok feed one day and I'm like, why did I not think of this sooner? Why did I think of this when I first started following you uh, and you were talking about something Marvel related? I'm like, this, 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 this makes sense. Let's, uh let's get you on. And then we started talking about that. And then I said, well, why don't you also come on for the podcast? And so uh, a, a long journey to get here, but a fun one.
1: Absolutely. Well, again, I really just feel so blessed to be here to get to talk to you and uh, our our burgeoning friendship and that we get to continue that here on the podcast.
0: So how, how did you become the pop culture rabbi? Like where did, how did that end up happening, you know, besides like that, picking that as your TikTok username, like why uh, why the interest in pop culture as the pop culture rabbi, that's a big question. You can take that any direction you'd like.
1: Yeah, you know what, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna reverse engineer it. And uh, this was not how it happened, but uh, the process is very similar. So one of the things they tell you on TikTok is to niche down, is to find your niche. Um, And, um, to really stick with that. And, you know, I have wonderful colleagues, um, both in, in all the different denominations and they're really great at what they do. And what I saw was, I saw a space for my voice within the pop culture community. Um, I remember, uh, A couple of years ago, the Houston Astros cheated uh, to win the World Series. And I wrote this long article on it and um, on why, you know, the cheating was wrong, obviously. But somebody was trying to say, well, this person didn't cheat even though they were on the team. And I said, yeah. And so I wrote this article that basically talked about how, yeah, he might not have cheated, but he still benefited from the cheaters. And uh, I had a congregant that goes, you know, Rabbi, you need to talk more about, you know, social issues and whatnot, not baseball and uh, pop culture. And I was like, actually, we got plenty of rabbis that talk about social issues. And, and those are important, Ember. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm a big believer in social issues and social causes. And, of course, I speak on them. But in terms of where I feel my voice can be valuable is to bring in a different voice and a different perspective into sometimes these uh, conversations and dialogues that we enter into in the pop culture sphere.
0: There's the, the me, or it's a meme, but I think, gosh, I think it was like a Fanta commercial uh, way back in the day, the, the why not both? Um, the little girl that asks, why not both? Um, and that's you know always just ingrained in my head. Um, it's the theology school too. Um, but why not have both? Why can't you have pop culture as a way to talk about social issues at the same time? Not mutually exclusive. Baseball is a little bit harder, but I'll let you have that one.
1: Well, I appreciate I appreciate that. And, uh, and that's just one example. You know, I was uh, talking to you. Uh, I don't know when this is gonna go out exactly, but recently on TikTok, there's been um, the Joss Whedon article. I think it was in uh, New York Magazine. Um, I'm not totally sure on that. So don't quote me on, on which magazine it was in, but Joss Whedon just came out and basically defended his actions with no remorse and, uh, no self reflection and people on TikTok at least have been calling him out on that. And so as a rabbi, I look at that and I go, well, first off, is there anything I can add to the conversation? And sometimes I think that, uh, as rabbis, as ministers, sometimes we have to know, you know what? This thing is being handled very well already. I don't need to add my voice for the sake of adding my voice. But, (coughs) excuse me, sorry. But in this case, I was thinking, you know, how do you respond to rebuke? When somebody rebukes you, when somebody calls you out on negative behavior, How do you respond to it? Now, Joss Whedon obviously is a great negative object lesson in responding to rebuke in that he responds to it incredibly poorly. And you can look at the article and you could show your students and show parishioners, like here's how not to respond to it. But are there things as a rabbi, as a spiritual leader that I can add to that conversation about how do you deal with a rebuke? Because it's hard to not be defensive. And so I do think that there is uh, addressing the spiritual issues that come up uh, in pop culture, and that uh, it's not just fluff, but that there really is substance in there. And there really is a dialogue to be had.
0: You know, I think uh, that, that really resonates with me because I think a lot of time that I've uh, I, I'm someone usually involved in the more radical social justice type of politics. Uh, and I'm also involved in the religious world, and of those two already, you know, have enough contradictions on their own. But then I am usually somebody who's interested in really thinking about and analyzing uh, pop culture, and people often just are like, "Wait, like, how do how do you like uh, how do these work together?" But I think you laid it out there, great, like that you can. Um, there's lots that you can draw from, and that because you're using it, it's going to relate to people that maybe would not have understood a point uh, if, if done in a more abstract or a more um, traditional way. Like that, pop culture can be a good educational tool to, to reach out to somebody who wouldn't grasp it in a different context.
1: Or, or to put it another way too, or to add another layer to what you're saying, Amber, is maybe the person doesn't have the words to, articulate their frustration or articulate their concern. You know, it's like, you know, Josh Whedon's making me angry. And I know I'm angry. And I feel like I don't have the words to really articulate why it makes me so angry. Could you lend me some words, Rabbi? Could you lend me some ideas? And I think that's one of the things that we also do is it's not just about um, showing people a different perspective, but also about allowing them to create a frame to articulate their wants and desires, their responses. You know, um, it's one of the things I love about comic books, is sometimes a good comic can say exactly what it is that I wanted to say, but I just couldn't find the words. Um, and hopefully, we find those words in dialogue too. I don't want to pretend like I have all the words either. You know, um, I definitely uh, get words from from your TikTok account and perspectives that I wouldn't have on the LGBTQ community because I'm not a part of that world. You know, but um, yeah, you know, I was just thinking about uh, one of the conversations I've recently been having on TikTok is about this idea that there's this scene in Avengers Endgame where all the women are together. And I made a TikTok on it the other day, where I said, I don't have the right parts to comment on this scene. I'm not the right gender to comment on this scene because this scene's not for me. This scene's for my daughters, it's not for me. You know, so I might feel it's forced, but it's kind of irrelevant to the conversation. And I think that it allow I think TikTok and social media and pop culture allow us to have a back and forth. And I, I engaged with some wonderful people that totally disagreed with me on my point. Uh, but that's the great thing about social media and pop culture.
0: And I think as you were talking, one of the things that, that came up in my mind uh, is, a, is a pop culture point that I've been thinking about a lot recently, but haven't like uh, always been able to necessarily put the words to, um, but I've been thinking a lot about the Hunger Games um, and how it kind of got quickly faded into irrelevancy afterwards. And that like, it feels like very much like the, uh, there was effort at play to do that. And I think that one, I, like part of me has wondered if, 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 it, if it almost wasn't intentional from lots of like studio and wealthier folks who are shaping discourse about these sort of things. Because it was such a big critique of how society is functioning, especially as we're in the midst of the pandemic and feeling lots of these same sort of like feelings, like why are we being, why are some people able to live so well and some, you know, mm-hmm. seeing these inequalities, that you know they're like, okay, let's get this one out of the the pop culture discussion because this might inform people to to think a little bit too deeply about being left out of the of the situations.
1: Yeah, I think with the Hunger Games, what happened there is. Um, is what There's a great song called Hey There, Delilah. Do you remember that song? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is a beautiful, beautiful song, and I cannot stand it. And the reason I can't stand it before you, before you, you, you revolt, the reason I can't stand it is not that it's not a beautiful song. It's a gorgeous song, beautiful melody, lyrics, whatnot. Um, there's a lot to unpack there, but it was played so much on the radio that I just got sick of listening to it. And what happens a lot of times in pop culture is we get oversaturated. And it's like, um, and, and I do notice this on TikTok a lot. It's, it's like, I have my plan for the week. On Sunday night, I sit down and I map out the, the videos I'm going to make and I, I write it out. And then what happens is, is what happened yesterday to me, which is, um somebody made a video i stitched it suddenly i got comments on that and it was like "Ooh, well this is the pressing thing right now and the things i want to talk about hunger games societal disadvantages inequality all that stuff well that's going to have to go to tuesday you know um and you could say, well, why don't you just make 10 videos in one day? And there's issues with that also on TikTok because of the algorithm and whatnot. You don't want to oversaturate yourself um, and, and whatnot. So there's there's that side of it too.
0: You're, you're already being more efficient than me by having at least a rough plan. I, I, so I, I have a list that's remained the same for about uh, three weeks now uh, because I always... Get impulsive to to do something else. I see a trending sound and I want to, I want to do it. Um, so I I am impressed that you actually plan a little bit in advance there. Um, I, I try
1: work. my best. It's it's my ADD. If I don't plan, then it's just uh, things don't get done. You know. So.
0: so. I think we've touched on it a little bit in this discussion already. Why do you think that specifically religious communities should be kind of doing this work to understand? pop culture? Like, why do you think that's uh, both maybe good or bad, but also just advantageous maybe? Why would you recommend that religious communities engage this kind of uh, work?
1: Let me start with why I don't think that religious communities should engage in this kind of work. Shouldn't engage in this kind of work to jump on a trend. Ah, I know how to connect with the kids. Let's talk pop culture. I have no interest in pop culture, but I know the kids do, so I'm going to use that to connect with them. That's, I think, the worst reason to engage in it. It's not authentic. It's not honest. You have to be passionate about what you're talking about. You generally have to be interested. If you're not interested in the Kardashians, don't talk about the Kardashians. And it doesn't mean that you have to like the Kardashians. You can despise them, but you got to know what you're talking about. You know, and so I think that, I think to be trendy, to try to connect, you know, I think it just comes across as inauthentic. So I think that that's a reason not to do it. And if that's the impulse, I think you should search for other common interests because you're not passionate about it. My dad couldn't pick a celebrity out of a lineup because he's just not passionate about it. You know, if I said, find the Kardashian in this picture, he wouldn't be able to do it. And that's fine. He's interested in other things. And so that's just a reason not to do it. Why do it? Because, A, I think if you're passionate about it, talk about your passions. One of the things about TikTok is that it allows you to find this community of like-minded people. You know, Ember, you and I... uh, kind of bond over Harry Potter. And, um, but also we do have the LGBTQ issues too. You know, we do have that common interest as well. Um, Allyship more on my end. Um, But um, I think it's about creating community. So I think one thing that pop culture does is it cultivates community. I think the other reason is, is that you can't separate pop culture from society it's so ingrained the two go together and so as a result you're always commenting on something that was affected by pop culture there's a great scene in the devil wears prada where um, she's explaining to the um the protagonist, whose name's escaping me at the moment, and I know somebody's going to listen to this podcast, and they're going to be like Anne Hathaway. It was Anne Hathaway. She's talking to Anne Hathaway. Meryl Streep's talking to Anne Hathaway, and she explains to Anne Hathaway why the clothes she's wearing were all the result of choices that she had made. Meryl Streep's character had made ten years earlier, and they just had trickled down to Anne Hathaway. So don't think that these things, these this like I don't care look that you're going for. She's like, that's, I made that. (laughs) You're just catching up to the trend later on. And so you can't ignore the role that pop culture plays in society.
0: The people on Instagram and Facebook who get to see TikToks three months later, um, (laughs) eventually, you'll get there Uh, eventually this information will catch up to you or or the same i think with twitter and facebook like twitter is the up-to-date information and you'll see it on facebook in a few weeks
1: right Um, that's That's what i'm hoping for on tiktok is that my videos will get really popular in three three to six months
0: (laughs) hey there we go there we go we can make sure to link uh, put a link down in the in the bio in this uh
1: on this podcast
0: no worries there (laughs) No, but I think that that makes sense. Um, I know one of the things, it wasn't actually at this congregation, but at a, at a previous congregation uh, where I was the high school youth director before Force Awakens came out, um, Star Wars for those who don't know, um, before Force Awakens came out, uh, I offered a Star Wars and theology as like our curriculum for our uh, um, schooling. And, but you know, if I had been inauthentic and offered like Minecraft and theology like something that I don't know a ton about like that's not going to go well but if that's if it's the the kids connected with it so much because they cared about it but they could also see that I cared about it and then they're like oh wow like I can learn from like this theology stuff that Ember's talking about it's not just like it's not just these like old people talking about stuff in church like we can learn these ideas from like stuff that we watch and you know it it helps to be authentic about it
1: And and to also recognize that there are kids, there are pastors, there are congregants that are going to gravitate to the old stuff and whatnot. I think it's really how passionate you are, how interested you are, how curious you can make students. I think that's another thing that you have to cultivate in religious circles is curiosity. You know, and I don't think it necessarily has to be about pop culture, but it's like, You know, if you're the pastor or the rabbi and you're reading the the Bible and it's like, you know, you invite somebody over and you say, hey, look at this. What do you think about this? Or you try to stimulate their curiosity about things. But I do think with pop culture, another thing that we do is a lot of times we passively consume um, media and entertainment and one of the reasons why this is important to me is, you know, I think we need to actively consume as well. I think there's a place for passive consuming, but I think it has to be coupled with active consuming, you know, with really having our critical brains on. And honestly, like I've, I've watched movies with my critical brain on, and I've watched the same movie just to watch it. And it's two totally different experiences.
0: That uh, uh, you know, I I often find myself trying to select a movie based on whether I want to like actually be thinking or not. Um, can I turn my brain off for this movie and just relax? Um, that makes sense to me. If you if I, you
1: figure out how to do that, Ember, you'll let me know. Okay. I'm
0: good. <laughs> uh, and you know, usually what just happens is I have a headphone in it at the same time and just get on TikTok instead. That's how I turn my brain off to the movies. that I turn it on to TikTok instead. Uh, but I think that, you know, you really hit the nail on the head with like that, that w- if done well, it can teach people how to like think critically if, about things, which can then be applied to so many things, whether that's theology and religion topics, whether that's the news, whether that's just their life experiences. If you can teach them to think critically about like the things they consume in terms of pop, terms of pop culture, then they're going to start looking for these deeper meanings and everything in their life. It doesn't have to just be pop culture.
1: I'm not trying to get you to believe what I believe. I'm trying to get you to frame and articulate what you believe, right? Like developing one's own theology in the world is hard um, for sure. But I think that that's ultimately the goal is, you know, Pokemon is a great example. And I, I, I'm not trying, I, I understand the value of Pokemon. I, my kids play it and whatnot. I don't know what the difference is between Pokemon and dog fighting. <laughs> you know, and, and you know what though? That's how I've developed in the world. That's how I can say, you know what? This just doesn't work for me. It could work for you. And you can give me all the virtues of it and I'll disagree with you and we'll still be friends at the end, but we've engaged in a conversation and I've developed my own values and standards and those values and standards either fit into the community that you're trying into the society that you're trying to become a part of, or they don't. And sometimes if they don't, you got to find a different community. I mean, we were talking about gatekeeping, you know, I, before... Before the show, you know, uh, before we got on the podcast, we were talking about gatekeeping. And right now within the TikTok fandom on Star Wars, gatekeeping is really out. And if you want to be a gatekeeper in the Star Wars community, you got to find a different part of the subset of the Star Wars community. Because the majority of people right now on TikTok are very much about anti-gatekeeping. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't be a gatekeeper, but you better go find your own group. And and honestly, if you find a group of gatekeepers, they're all gonna be gatekeeping anyway, so you're probably not gonna have great conversation, but.
0: Fair, that is a fair point. So you're involved with the Star Wars fandom, unfortunately not Pokemon, though I highly recommend diving back into our past contemplating pop cultures where we did one on Pokemon you can learn all about the deeper the deeper spirituality of pokemon. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I, and no hate.
0: That was me. the point I wanted to make earlier when my mind went blank.
1: And, and no hate to pokemon. Like really. You know, my my point is is that I have developed a perspective on pokemon that's mine and it's not yours. And you can agree with me or disagree with me, but it, I think what we do in religion is is that we try to get People not to believe in one thing, but to develop a belief,
0: develop an ability to discuss that, and develop an ability to understand that. Yeah, agree. So, what are some of the interesting pop culture takeaways that you've had recently? So, I, I hear you talking about like gatekeeping and the Star Wars fandom. Like, what are some? You know, what are some of the things that you've really been plugging into and been really interested in recently? If you want to narrow it think- down to you know like one or two out of like the fifty that you've currently got TikTok ideas plans for,
1: right. So when I started, like in the first week that I was doing it, I was, uh, I really wanted to talk about toxicity. And then, but now that I've been in it a little bit longer, um, what's kind of grabbing my attention at the moment is that comic books, my biggest take recently is that comic books and politics and social commentary and romance are inextricably linked to one another you can't separate the two otherwise you have a video game that was the that was the big one from yesterday that we were discussing and oh you know what you know what's been really interesting to me recently Amber, is allyship um this is something i have been thinking a lot about is this idea of what does it mean to be an ally to somebody as opposed to this is my issue you know or this is not my issue you know how what's the role of the ally in conversations about race what's the role of the ally in conversations about representation so like in recently i I've, I've been following this back and forth um, with an Asian uh, TikTok creator, where he was called racist for liking Shang Chi more than No Way Home, and which is a ridiculous, absurd argument. And he said, "Well, you're right. One of the reasons that I like Shang Chi is because I'm Asian and I see myself represented, you know." And so then the question becomes. Mm-hmm. What, if anything, is my role as a a cisgendered male, white cisgendered male in a heteronormative and heterosexual relationship? What is my role, if anything, in that conversation? And what does it mean to be an ally and to show support? Is it clicking the like button? Is it making my own TikTok video calling out the... Um, hypocrisy and wrongness? Is it listening? One of the things, Ember, that uh, came up uh, yesterday too is, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier, is this idea of, you know, when something's made for a specific audience, the LGBTQ audience or women or any marginalized group, African Americans. So let's take Sam Wilson becoming Captain America. I loved it. I loved it. I was like, yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. And then I thought, you know what? Is this great and wonderful for the African-American community? I can pat myself on the back for representation, be like, that's great. But you really have to ask the people that it affects what they need, not what you think they need. And so... That's kind. That's been another thing that's been coming up for me a lot recently on TikTok is this idea of what does it mean to be an ally? What does it mean to help the marginalized as opposed to silencing them through my own power and privilege?
0: I mean in the same vein as you asking me to let you know the answer when I forgot a way to turn off my brain. let me know when you figure out the the best answer to that, but I think you're on the right track there and thinking about how do we listen better how do we engage respectfully and not place ourselves first I think those are those yeah. are big takeaways and you know these are pop culture is an area where we can be thinking about this and it's not always uh, not it gives us bad lots of bad examples to learn from too. Uh, <laughs>
1: Well, and and on that, you know, um, feel free to edit this this part out, but uh I think that's one of the things with the Bible, that the Bible is full of negative object lessons. Um you actually don't learn, take Judas, for instance. Did I get that right? Judas, right?
0: Judas is the one who betrays Jesus, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah right. Okay, yeah. just making sure. Right? You you, you learned, have me
0: searching my Hebrew scriptures in my mind. I, to be like, is there a different well,
1: Judas that I'm blanking on? No, I just I was getting confused with um, Caesar um, oh by Shakespeare. That's why. I mean, anyway, et tu, It's Bruno though. two Bruno. We don't
0: right? talk about Bruno.
1: Is it anyway? You'll edit the sound. But oh, um, on, I got to leave you, in the
0: we don't talk about Bruno joke.
1: But um, it's Brutus. No. What the? anyway?
0: It, yeah, a two Brutus.
1: Yeah, a two Brutus. Brute. Um, Anyway, in uh, Judas is a negative object lesson about what not to do, about how not to be, um, about what it means to be disloyal. Uh, Abraham kicks out Hagar. You know, we learn, oftentimes we learn in the Bible through negative object lessons not positive ones and think about it when you're raising kids right they're more likely to learn to not touch the stove when they get burnt as opposed to when they bake a really great cake
0: I've never really thought about that in terms of I mean I'm sure I have in seminary but I don't know if I ever use that term in character to pop culture so I appreciate that. And I'm I'm leaving in the Bruno joke uh, because we don't talk about Bruno is constantly trending on TikTok these days. <laughs> that is true. That so if is we're going to be relevant, we have to talk about Bruno. Although uh-huh. I
1: want to be clear, I want to be clear, that is not my favorite song in the movie.
0: Is it I really like
1: the, I like the sister song. Yeah, that's a great song.
0: Because that one has been trending all over TikTok, but mostly from people feeling pressure from uh, their family set up families of origin set up.
1: But that's what we were talking about earlier, Amber, right? Is this idea of that song gives voice to feeling, right? It gives, suddenly it's like, hey, that's what I wanted to say. That's what I've been trying, that's what my feelings have been trying to communicate to you, is what that song say. This song, this song from pop culture gave me the words. I know you're a huge Taylor Swift fan.
0: I mean, what gave that away? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Because I I read your bio uh, (laughs) and your profile page. Uh, But, uh, right? Like Taylor Swift gives voice to feeling. And that's one thing that pop culture can do. Feelings are wordless. And pop culture really gives words and expression to our feelings and so i think one of the things about Encanto is that that song uh it gives voice to a feeling of pressure that a lot of siblings moms dads siblings uh brothers sisters all we all feel it you know um and it gave gave voice to that. And I think that's another thing that pop culture does.
0: Having had that serious note, to perhaps end us on a more lighthearted note. I'm curious, what are some of your, you know, I've heard you talk about Star Wars. We've heard the hate towards Pokemon. Uh, what, what, are some, <laughs> oh, <laughs> what are some of your your favorite franchises? And like, why why those specific franchises?
1: I want to say something about Pokemon first. So I have a younger brother. He's 16 years younger than me. So when he was a little boy, Pokemon first came out. And I made the point about dogfighting to him. And as I've gotten older, my opinions on Pokemon have changed. And I, you know, like, I didn't know the backstory. I didn't know that it came from uh, the creator was a butterfly collector or an insect collector. I forget which it is. And it was like, ah, There's a love for collecting these animals, you know, and so I will say that our attitudes can change over time, too. Just because we had an opinion when we were 20 and headstrong and whatnot doesn't mean that that opinion can't change later. I still think the dog fighting thing is true, though. Uh, But what what do I love? I love Marvel. I love DC. I love superheroes. I'm a huge MCU fan. I just saw No Way Home three times during its opening weekend. Um, let's see. What else do I love? Did I say Star Wars? I said Star Wars. Star Wars. Um, I think Star
0: Wars is implied multiple times through the course of the right. whole podcast.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think. What else? I'm looking around my room, looking around my office to see. Um, I love TV shows. I love watching Netflix. Uh, you know, and look, I love religion and I love theology and I love to read. And you're in
0: the uh, religion fandom.
1: Yes. And um, I love philosophy. It's, uh, you know, and the other thing I really like is connecting with people. You know, I, I am definitely an extrovert. I definitely get my energy from... Talking to other people, engaging in conversations and whatnot, and so this has been such a gift for me to get to talk to you, to talk to your community, uh, and I hope that there's something valuable that was gleaned. I, so. I, I, never, I never presume to have anything valuable to say, but uh, if if I said something that was a value or a takeaway, then that's a blessing, and if not, I just feel blessed having gotten to connect with you and your wonderful community and listeners. And I'm looking forward to the Spider-Man talk we're going to do, I think next month, right?
0: Yes. So this should be dropping. um, It's Tuesday, January 25th. I'm recording this. I think I should be publishing it tomorrow actually. Uh, And then uh, March 1st, it's a Tuesday is going to be our pop culture Spider-Man. So make sure to stay tuned for promotion and sign up and stuff about that. And, you know, you but you were talking about, you know, whether, whether there was any wisdom in there, Anna, I couldn't help but just think about how much of that is uh, is ministry life that uh, we, um, I mean, and I think other public facing sort of uh, jobs and work too, that you put like something out there and you're like, I, I hope that this, I guess, you know, we're doing that with TikTok too. We put something out there and we, we hope that it resonates with someone. And so, uh, but I think the, there's lots of things that in this conversation that I'm leaving the conversation that I'll be thinking about. So uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me and uh, I'll look forward to continuing the conversation.